It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Paolo Bencaro is your rookie of the year. Why this is just the beginning. Not just of Locked On Magic, but of Paolo Bencaro's ascent to stardom. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are indeed locked on magic. Today is April 26, 2023. My name is Philip Rosternike. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, find me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, Paolo Bancaro gets the hardware. Paolo Bancaro is your rookie of the year. He's taking home the Wilt Chamberlain Trophy. We'll talk all about why Paolo Bancaro is the rookie of the year and why he is just getting started. We'll get to all that coming up here. In just a moment, first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Obviously, Tuesday was the day we've been waiting for. It is Paolo Bancaro Day. We're going to hear from him again on Wednesday as well uh, as he meets with the Orlando media. But Tuesday was the day that we've been waiting for since November when it was clear that this Paolo Bancaro guy is pretty good and isn't your normal rookie and isn't the guy that isn't, isn't your typical rookie. Um, that he was doing something that felt historic, felt like it had the weight of history, felt like it was going to be something that we would talk about for ages. Paolo Bancaro, you know, didn't have the best rookie season of all time. Shaq had a better rookie year 30 years ago, but Paolo Bancaro was doing things on the floor that rookies do not do. He was getting attention def- from defenses. That rookies do not get. And every single time that an opposing coach came into town, they could do nothing but glow about Paolo and and shake their heads at the problem he's going to be in this league. This I always tell people this. You don't draft a player to win rookie of the year. You don't draft a player for their rookie season. You draft them for their careers and what they're ultimately going to become and what they can add to your team and what they can be. And Paolo Bancaro... Had to be a lot. You know, there's a lot of pressure that comes with being the number one pick. We debated in this space, in all the spaces that Magic fans exist, in NBA circles, we debated what the Magic should do with that topic. It was not a sure thing. 
that the Magic were going to draft Paolo Banquero. It was not a certain thing. But at least by the way the Magic tell things, it was pretty certain. And again, despite all the hand-wringing about the rookie of the year race, despite all the insinuations that this was actually a race a little bit, Paolo Bancaro routed the field. Paolo Bancaro received 98 of 100 first place votes. This was a blood. It was, it was actually, uh, Shaquille O'Neal also received 98 of 100 first place votes. And this was uh, the, the, the largest kind of margin of victory, the largest you know, victory for a rookie of the year since John Morant had 99 of 100 first place votes. Everyone recognizes how special of a season Paolo Bancaro had, except for two voters. One put him third. That's already been confirmed to be Andy Larson, who covers the Utah Jazz. Please don't send him hate. He had a good reason for, for picking Walker Kessler. He valued wins and, and your ability to contribute to a winning team. That's certainly something that should be considered and is what makes rookie of the year difficulty difficult. Please do not send him hate. His reasons were valid. Um, I don't think that they were off base at all. We just watch this kid every day. And I think that's something really important to note. Um, and important to recognize, important to sit here and, and think about. The expectations when Paolo Bancaro came to the Magic were sky high. Being the first overall pick is, an unf- is, is a huge burden. It's, it's kind of an unfair burden. Because you're a 19-year-old who's a franchise savior. There's a lot wrapped into being the number one pick. And you are picking number one because you are viewed as the best player. And the best players in this league change teams. And so, you know, we certainly talked about it in the draft process about how Paolo Vancaro is a truly tra- is a potentially transformative scorer. Someone who could just will an offense through things. And we all wondered if he could do that at the NBA level. So he's already entering the league with that expectation, with, with that belief that that is what he can bring to a team and what he can provide to a team. He's already play, He's already at that level before he even steps on the floor, before he even steps on an NBA floor. And then he does what he does. Why is Paolo Bancaro rookie of the year? It's, it's not just the numbers. It's not just averaging 20 points per game, leading all rookies in scoring. It's not just being, I think, fifth in rebounding, being third in assists among qualified players. It's not just that. It's that Bancaro did it all so easily. You know, as as people try to manufacture debate in this rookie of the year race, and again, there wasn't a debate at the end of the day. It's a lot of hand-wringing, a lot of maybe some October surprises, it, it, this this was a runaway. This was a runaway victory for Paolo Bancaro. He was just far and away the rookie of the year. But what made the debate interesting was Paolo was great early and stayed at that level. Minus shooting one for 32 for, from three in February. By the way, last 17 games, he finished 38.5% from deep. So again, improve, there, there's your improvement. He just stayed at this high level. Everyone fluctuated below him. Some some started to dip up. Some started to come up, come above him. But Paolo was great all year long, and consistently great all year long. 
That's why Paolo Bancaro's in this spot. That's why Paolo Bancaro is the rookie of the year. Because he did not stop. He was good to great for an entire 82, for, again, for most of, if not an entire 82-game season. It's not about the numbers. It's not even that those numbers put him in the company of great players. Obviously, that gets him to this conversation. But with everyone expecting him to be this great player, this potential all-star player, he not only showed that he can be that, he showed that he's going to be that very soon. No rookie faced the double teams that Paolo Bancaro faced. No, t- no rookie had the responsibility to help his team win in the way that Paolo Bancaro did. And yes, Bancaro made mistakes. He is a rookie. Rookies should be allowed to make mistakes. What's important with rookies is that they learn from these mistakes. And Paolo, you know, while everyone else was doing algebra, Paolo Bancaro was doing calculus. That's why he's rookie of the year. That's why he's the runaway rookie there because he was doing pretty darn good with those integrals. At the end of the day, we expected a lot from him. A lot more than we probably should have. I got called out uh, in, in one of the comments to one of our recent videos. Yes, I read your comments, so leave them. I hear, I, I listen to them, I, I, read, through, I read through them. Um, someone said, oh, you were the one that said that don't be surprised if Paolo has seven in his first game. I tried to temper those expectations, but Paolo Bancaro was having none of it. He put in a stellar season. He put in a season that makes him a future all-star. A player that everyone in the league is going to have to worry about very, very soon. And obviously now comes the next step in getting better, improving that shooting, being a smarter decision maker, understanding how to manage a game, knowing when to press himself into a game. The hardest thing in this league to do is to be a star. And Paolo Bancaro, more than anyone else, showed us that he can be that star. That's why he's Rookie of the Year. You don't need me to tell you that. But Paolo Bancaro had high expectations coming into this season. And he blew us all away. He he begged us to set the bar higher for him. To expect more from him. And we already expected a lot. And now we just can't wait for that second year to begin. The other big reason why Paolo Bancaro is Rookie of the Year is because he really, truly changed this Magic team. And so we've got another piece of hardware. We actually got two pieces of hardware left to give Paolo Bancaro. We're going to hand out some more awards coming up in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends at the Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. The Ultimate Pro Basketball GM is the coolest game that I've played in a long time. I've always thought that I'd be a, a good GM, at least an okay GM. You know, give me some information. I feel like I could I could hold my own. But it turns out it's it's not that easy. If you've had the same thought and have fantasized about managing your own basketball franchise, go and download Ultimate Pro Basketball GM right now. The game allows you to manage every strategic aspect of a franchise, playing through seasons and leading your franchise and fans 
to glory as you build a historic dynasty. In the simulation, you're responsible for everything, dealing with challenging personalities, hiring the right coaches and assistants, trading and training players, making draft picks, and navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft, all through the ups and downs of multiple seasons. All this comes in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Pro Basketball GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want to. Locked On Magic listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probasketballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up on the app stores. That's probasketballgm.com. Ultimate Basketball GM, start your dynasty today. Today's podcast is also brought to you by our friends at Ibotta. Groceries, school shopping, and getting a little something for yourself, you know you're already doing, so why not get cash back for it with Ibotta? You can earn cash back on every shopping trip. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It's that easy. The average Ibotta user earns $120 per year in real cash back. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. Or you could use your cash back to buy that flight you've been eyeing or anything else anything else you're looking to do, like that fancy dinner or game you've been dying to go to. A, typ- a typical basket of groceries was more than $50 more expensive at the end of 2022 than the beginning of the year due to inflation. You could earn two and a half times that in cash back from Ibotta, or even more depending on how much you use Ibotta. Ibotta gives you real cash back, not points. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, you get real cash back. You can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. You can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers too when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKED when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code LOCKED today. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Play or App Store and use code LOCKED. Like I said, uh, we do have a few other awards to give out um, because we're not done throwing our flowers at Paolo Bancaro. This is this is Paolo Bancaro days. We're going to give him a second day. Tuesday was a celebration. It's like the Jewish holiday. You start in the evening, you go sundown to sundown. So it's still Paolo Bancaro day in my book. Uh, we will hear from Paolo Bancaro and, and, uh, on, Wednesday, on Wednesday. So... Um, we're not done talking about his rookie of the year triumph here, but I want to give out a personal award to Paolo Bancaro because while his individual greatness was fantastic to document and, and fantastic to see continue to grow and develop, that is not the only piece of significance for Paolo Bancaro and not the only thing that really helped transform this team. Paolo Bancaro is not just a great basketball player. He is someone that has lifted and changed this franchise. And again, that's unfair pressure to put on a rookie. Rookies are not supposed to meet that standard. But Paolo Bancaro did. He not only exceeded all our expectations, 
he helped change the outlook for the team. And obviously, he's not alone in that. I'm not. I don't want to say it's all him, but his play and what the Magic see in his future has indeed changed the Orlando Magic. And it's that reason why we're not only going to help celebrate the Will Chamberlain Trophy and the NBA Rookie of the Year, we're also going to name Paolo Bancaro our 2023 season MVP. At the end of the day, the story of this Orlando Magic season, yes, it's about the growth and development. Yes, it's about those first important steps towards contention, towards actually competing for a postseason berth. This is a foundation-laying season. But nothing in this season changed this team or, or changed how we look at this team than adding Paolo Bancaro. Paolo Bancaro is that important to who this Magic team is and what they're ultimately going to become because he showed us exactly what this team can be. He showed us what is possible and how this team can develop. He showed all of that to us. And ultimately, this story that the Magic are, are on, the story that the Magic are playing, this story is Paolo Bancaro's story. I, I suspect that when we do this podcast again next year, and, and honestly, as we do this podcast for the next six, seven years, if, if I'm still doing the podcast, but and still writing for a lot of Magic Daily in that time, um, I imagine we will be naming Paolo Bancaro our MVP for the foreseeable future. Because he is that good, and he is going to be that good, and he is going to be the driving force of this team. Again, it's not just about the individual numbers, although he did lead the team in scoring. It's not just about the historic marks that he set, although that certainly points to the future that we believe is in store now, and the expectations and what we believe Paolo can be and do for this franchise, the same thing that Luka Doncic has done for the Mavericks or that Blake Griffin did for the Clippers or certainly Shaq did for the Magic back in the day. Maybe not to that extent, but this is the company that Bancaro kept in his rookie year. And that's the bar that keeps getting set. The number one pick is supposed to give you this clarity. You're supposed to draft a player that points you to your future. And that's where the Magic sit today. The Magic just completed a 34-win season. That's usually not a lot to write home about. Yes, the Magic improved by 12 wins, but as plenty of cynics, and y'all aren't wrong, would point out, there's still work to do. No one here is denying that there's not work to do. But it is also undeniable the growth this team made. That the floor has risen as much as the ceiling has risen. That this Magic team is not going back down below that floor. They're not going, uh, barring injuries, they're not going back to tanking. This season, we started focusing on the postseason, and, and, and we will not, nor should we, expect anything else because of what this team has shown. With a rookie Paolo Bancaro, the Magic showed us what is possible, what this team can do. And again, it's not all him. 
that he is something that is completely brand new that was added to the mix. He is something that had an outsized effect on everything the Magic did. And yes, again, he made mistakes. He's a rookie. He turned the ball over. He got himself stuck. He took bad shots. He made bad decisions. He went cold from deep. He went through rookie slumps. That's okay. Because the Magic understood and the Magic know that he is ultimately going to lead them to the promised land. That's what they believed when they drafted him. And now after watching him play a year, after watching how this team wants to build, we can see that land, that, that, that vision out in the future. What the Magic needed to do this year and why this season was so successful was we needed to understand what this team could be when they were competitive. What this team could accomplish and how this team could get to the postseason. We needed, you know, again, I think last year I said we need to see the shades of what this team could be. This year we needed to see the outline. And that outline is clear. We can point to the needs for this team and what they would take to, 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 to get there. They need more shooting. They need to trust each other in the past a little more. They need better decision-making. They need to get some experience and composure to, to grow up a little bit, to mature as players. We can see all that. All that is clear. Just as clear as the talent that is here to make the playoffs. Again, it's hard, hard to put this all in a rookie, but it's hard to make any other conclusion that Ben Caro and his presence helped give that clarity of purpose. Helped provide this team with that sense of, oh, this is what it looks like. This is who this team can be. And as we enter the offseason, as we enter the 2024 season, we can see it. And Ben Caro is someone who helped make those edges look a lot smoother and make this vision look much clearer. Again, he's Rookie of the Year because of what he did on the court. He's our MVP of the season because of what he's pointed this franchise toward and how he has literally changed this franchise's fortune. We'll talk about the NBA playoffs from Tuesday night. Some teams advancing. We got our first uh, second round series set. And some more star performances. We'll get to that. Plus our daily lottery spend coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at Game Time. Got a lot of adderies today. I apologize for that. But we got to pay the bills. Oh, want to go to the game. You know, I, I am a Fulham supporter. My Premier League team is Fulham. Uh, I decided long ago that they're... The, Orlando, the 2000s Orlando Magic of the Premier League. I have not been proven wrong. They have given me heartache. They've given me success. Uh, a lot of reason to cheer. They're a really fun team to cheer. And they're coming to be Orlando. They're coming to play at Explorer Stadium against Aston Villa in July. I am so excited. And tickets went on sale today. And oh, I started looking at those tickets and saw that a lot of the primo seats were already gone. That's why I'm going to go to the Game Time app to make sure that I get my tickets to see my cottagers take on Aston Villa uh, in my hometown. It's my second time watching Fulham. I saw them up in Jacksonville a few years ago as well, which is a lot of fun. Fulham fans are great. We're a self-deprecating bunch. My kind of fans. 
Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. I'm going to check out Game Time, and I'm going to make sure I get tickets to the game. It's the fastest-growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off today. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Nissan Aria. It's time to name our Nissan Most Electric Player of the Week once again. We're getting, getting a couple of them in here. We get a throwback one on Monday. Look, y'all know who I'm going to say. Who's this episode about? Our Nissan Most Electric Player of the Week, brought to you by the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria, is Paolo Bancaro. Like, I mean, like, do, do I need to spell it out for you? Like, everything that I, everything in this copy describes Paolo Bancaro, the electric way that he drives to the basket, the brilliantly fierce way that he bowls his way inside, the fiercely elegant way he finishes around the basket, the stunningly powerful drives to the hoop that he has, the elegantly powerful way that he finishes. Paolo Bancaro was the rookie of the year. He's our season MVP, and he's our most electric player of the week. The 2023 Nissan Aria packs pin you to your seat power, just like Paolo Bancaro, and premium intelligence, just like Paolo Bancaro, all in one EV. The all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanAria.com. As we've been doing all offseason now um, during the playoffs, we're going to talk a little bit about the playoff games from uh, from Tuesday. And once again, the NBA playoffs are just funky. Um, it is it is different basketball. There, there, there's no other way to describe it. Uh, games that feel certainly done are never done in these ga- in, in the postseason, and especially when teams are fighting for their lives. Um, it's it's exciting, and games are never over. If anything, what these playoff games—the last two nights between the Mi- between the Miami game, uh, between the Miami Milwaukee game, between Denver Minnesota on Sunday, Denver Minnesota Tuesday, Phoenix Clippers, Hawks Celtics, Lakers Grizzlies—you got to scratch and claw for every one of those forty-eight minutes. Not a single minute is going to be conceded, uh, and that was the case certainly on Tuesday night with Trey Young hitting. A huge shot to lead the Hawks on. I think it was a 17-3 run to defeat the Boston Celtics. Um, hit a big three late in the game. Boston just went into a shell. They, they were just not not attacking the ball. I did not like Joe Mazzulla's lineups late in the game. I thought he should have made sure he had shooting, especially late in the game. Uh, Marcus Smart made some like really bad decisions defensively on Trey Young. Put them in the bonus. You know, again, just tried to be overly physical when the Hawks were just the Hawks were really just kind of hammering them. And again, Trey Young is an individually brilliant player. And again, I, I think that's another thing that we're seeing here in these playoffs. At the end of the day, you need individually brilliant players. You know, Devin Booker dropped nearly 50 points to, to beat the Clippers. The Suns had 50 points in the third quarter. They, But even then, they had to hold on. They had to make big shots. They didn't get the ball to... to they didn't get the ball to Kevin Durant enough late in the game. Um, you know, 
things get tight late in games, and closing out teams is really, really hard. Like teams fight for their lives. Again, the lesson from Tuesday night is every 48, every minute of those 48 minutes matter. You have to value and you have to play with attention and attention to detail and focus for all 48 minutes to win playoff games, especially to win closeout games. These games are not easy, and even teams that do lose in five games that you know do get ex- who do get ushered from the playoffs fairly quickly. Those teams are going to scratch and claw for their lives, and they are obviously good enough. And the talent in this league right now is so deep; everybody has good players. You know, Clippers are down Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, and they're still fighting and scrapping and giving themselves a chance to beat a really good Phoenix team that that does seem to be coming a little bit into its own. Atlanta has been a mess all year. They played without Dejounte Murray. They beat the Celtics. They beat them twice now to stave off elimination. And now Boston's feeling a little nervous heading into Atlanta for Game Six. Thing anything can happen. Um, I, I guess it's two out of three times because uh, Boston won Game Four. Um, you look at Denver and Minnesota. You know Minnesota is a really talented team. Denver had to scratch and claw despite how good their offense is. It, it is every minute, every moment matters in the playoffs, and you can't take any of it. For granted, um, that's that's really again the big lesson. That's the big takeaway. It's obvious stuff, but you know, obviously the Magic haven't been through it. And I think that first, honestly, like if the Magic make the playoffs in twenty twenty four, I I am expecting Orlando to struggle a little bit with it. Um, you know, we saw Nikola Vucevic struggle with it in twenty nineteen, his first real trip to the playoffs, and then we saw what he looked like in twenty twenty. Honestly, we saw what he looked like in the playing tournament where he played really really well. Um, you learn how to play playoff basketball. Struggling in your first playoff series is not abnormal. So I think if you know if the Magic do make the playoffs, they're going to get hit with a little bit of culture shock. It's going to be a it's going to be a difficult task for them. It's going to be a difficult time for them, I think. Um, and that's again, I think part of the process. Um, you know, I, I I did a a post on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Maybe we'll talk about it a little bit more in detail. Um, I know I talked already on the pod about players I think would succeed in the playoffs. Talked a little about the players that I think would flop in the playoffs, and I honestly put Paolo Bancaro on that list that of, of someone who you know who would flop a little bit in the playoffs because a lot he's going to get more attention on him than he's already getting, and he's going to have to figure out how to beat those teams in real time with a group that maybe doesn't know how to step up and help him. You know that was certainly the case in 2019 when Orlando struggled against Toronto. Toronto kind of put the vice grips on them. Uh, and the Magic found everything so difficult. That's how it is. Your star is going to find it difficult too, and you got to find a way to make it easier for him, and, and you got to find a way to, to, help, to help him out. And so it, it, it's going to be culture shock because you're see, and, and you're seeing it throughout the league right now. Um, how ev- you know every everyone gets tight, and the playoffs are just a really really different animal. Let's do our daily lottery spin as we continue to wait for the NBA draft lottery. Uh, this is going to be the most likely result. One team jumping into the top four, pushing the Magic down to seven, and, and leaving them as well at 11 or 12. This this time, though, we have a pretty big jump with Oklahoma City jumping to four. Our spin this week, our spin today, Detroit gets the first pick, San Antonio second, Charlotte third, Oklahoma City four, Houston falling out of the top four, uh, down to five, Orlando then drafting seventh and 12th. Again, I've repeated this every time, so if I saw, I'm sorry for we're not coming up with anything new here. Um, I think the goal for the Magic in this draft is come away with a shooter. At 12, I feel very comfortable taking Jordan Hawkins or Keontae George. Uh, so I think at 7, you're looking at maybe taking Jarris Walker from Houston, uh, potentially Taylor Hendricks from UCF. I think it's a very, very real chance the Magic do grab Taylor Hendricks 
uh, in this draft. I think they need one more big forward, whether it's to cover for Jonathan Isaac not being there, or so that you could play kind of the same style all the time. And, and what I really like about Taylor Hendricks is he's a pretty good rebounder for his size. I think I wouldn't want to play him at center for too long, but I think you could play him at small ball center. That's also the attraction of Jairus Walker. Jairus Walker from Houston, fantastic defender. He's kind of like a... When I look at him, I see Corliss Williamson, but that's because I have a 90s brain. A lot of people want to make him out to be the next Draymond Green. I don't think he's quite the passer or playmaker, but he's a great defender, can guard both both the perimeter and the interior. He's a little bit small to be a center, um, so he projects out as a four, and he's got he's to improve his shot a little bit. But that dude is a workhorse. That dude plays hard. He'd be great coming off the bench for any team to support them. Uh, and so I think Jairus Walker certainly on the board for the Orlando Magic, a guy to look at uh, in that 7-8 range. Again, or you know maybe you go Grady Dick at 7. Uh, I'm, at 12, I'm not so impressed. I think you're looking at Bryce Sensabaugh from Ohio State, potentially Derek Lively from Duke as well if you do go shooter with that first pick, or maybe you just add two shooters, which wouldn't be the worst idea either um, for this Magic team. Again, Orlando does have a lot of needs. I think we'll Talk a little bit more specifically about individual needs. Again, my big thing has been just add depth. Depth is my big, big need for the Orlando Magic. Depth and experience. Get some veterans in here. Get some more depth that you can trust. That's going to help you win a whole lot more games. Um, again, maybe that comes in the draft. Maybe that comes in free agency. Maybe that comes elsewhere. So definitely uh, definitely something to consider. A lot of options for the Orlando Magic, which uh, I think is ultimately a good thing. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in him Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of them may sell the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, you can, of course, follow us there on Twitter, at omagicdaily. We want to thank you for listening to Locked on Magic, whether you listen to us every so often or listen to us every day. We appreciate all of you. We especially appreciate our everydayers. On tomorrow's podcast, we will hear from Paolo Bancaro, so we'll talk more Paolo Bancaro uh, as well as chat, uh, we'll chat a little bit about some of those playoff. I think I think tomorrow we will get into that. Some of the players that I think will fall flat would fall flat for the for the Magic in the play in the postseason. Since we're very postseason heavy right now, uh, we got four games in in the league tomorrow, so that's gonna be a fun Wednesday night in the NBA. But that's gonna do it for us today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. This has been Philip Ross and Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.